Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, fam. I am so excited to share today's episode with you all because wow, was the FF fam pumped for this guest. I've had some incredible people on this show and like you all definitely have been ecstatic for most guests, but I have never, ever received the reaction like I did when I announced I'd be interviewing Emma Lovewell. Evidently, she has a lot of diehard fans in the FF fam. I personally am super excited because not only do I love her, but she's the first Peloton instructor as a guest on this show. And as I get into it in this episode, Peloton has played a very large role in my household for many years between my parents and Joe. And I get into this, but I swear Joe should be their spokesperson. And speaking of which, he, when I told him about this interview with Emma and like how I told her about his Peloton schedule, he told me that I actually misspoke when sharing his schedule. So I'm going to add in that in addition to what I mentioned he does, he also adds a stretching and an ab class. I believe after each ride and strength, he's probably going to tell me I'm wrong and there are certain days that he does it. I don't care. It's just, we get it. You're obsessed. Anyways, more about Emma. Emma Lovewell is a Peloton instructor, Martha's Vineyard native, and now author of her new memoir, Live, Learn, Love Well, Lessons from a Life of Progress, Not Perfection, which chronicles her physical and mental journey to becoming a fitness instructor and inspirational figure. We discuss everything from whether Peloton instructors really follow the recommended cadence, because I just needed to know, to what it is like being one of the few prominent Asian American instructors in the fitness industry and everything in between. I absolutely loved this episode and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Frickle food, yeah, friends, talk about life's odds and ends. Throw away your hesitations, have unfiltered conversations. If you've got an ear to lend, here's Frickle Food, and friends. Okay, so I have to tell you, people are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> no, I've literally never had people so excited for a guest really? in my life. Sometimes I'll post if it's like a guest that is like has a community or is on Instagram or famous in whatever world. I'll post like, hey guys, submit questions. The amount of DMs and responses I got freaking out. Like my old babysitter was like, I am losing my shit. (laughs) I do her workouts every day. Like you have a following, like a big fan base. (laughs) And before we get into it, I want to say a few things. One, you're my first Peloton instructor, which I'm pumped about. I've broken the wall of Peloton, (laughs) but my parents got one, like, I don't know when Peloton was started, but they had it for years pre-pandemic. So I would like, yeah, we were early adapters. 
My husband literally should be your spokesperson. <laughs> he, no, I'm not Where kidding. Is he? <laughs> I know. He get does his Peloton workouts. Yeah. He has a strict schedule. He does Tuesday, Thursday rides, Monday, Wednesday, Friday strength, and wow. Saturday or Sunday yoga. All Peloton. That is a great- 6 a.m. Tell him that that's a really good workout schedule. I will, yeah. but I have to say I'm pregnant right now in our gym. Congrats. We put, thank you, on our third floor. And yeah. like, usually I was working out with him in the morning. Yeah. Now I'm not, but yep. all I hear is the goddamn bike <laughs> and the weights. And it sends me, like, I get so angry. I was like, we we really need to reassess the situation. But he's like the spokesperson for yeah. Peloton. So. You could put like mats down on the floor. I, I know, we got to work on it. But I have also been a fan for many years. So I'm very excited about this. Yeah. And our real connection is my cousin is your producer. Totally. She's part of the That's, love family, the whole yes, thing. Yes, yes. Oh my God, yeah. She's been my producer for, I don't even know how long, maybe a year or so. Probably, yeah, I think she's um, But Carly's awesome. She's and she dead. told me, she was like, my cousin's interviewing you. <laughs> I know. Um, I texted her that your team reached out and I was like, oh my God, Emma, from promoting her book, yeah. like I'm so excited. And she's like, you have to do it. And I was like, of course. Yeah. But she texted me yesterday, like, what time is your interview? Because I just sent a calendar invite and I got denied. And I was like, oh, that's the exact time. Literally, that's why. Oh my God. That's so funny. She's like, Emma, we have our weekly meeting. And I was like, sorry, I can't do it. I'm yeah. busy. <laughs> She's so cute. She's actually been on the show. So for oh, everyone who's listening, oh my you God. can listen to the episode with my cousin, Carly Loveman. It was an incredible, people loved it. We talked I need all to, about- I'm like, going to go listen to that right Diet after culture in yeah. our family and generational working through that shit and how to like stop it. Yeah. But she's amazing. And she, she loves you. I love Rave her. reviews. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Of course, I like, I have so many questions. I want to chat Peloton, but first I do want to chat about your book. Yes. That is, by the time this releases, the book will be out. Amazing. It's so, out. It's out. It's Everyone out. go get it. Everyone go get it. <laughs> the link is in the show notes. Live, learn, love well. Yes. And I'm always drawn to the idea of writing a book. Like, I think it's super interesting. I say, I really want to write a children's book ever yeah. since having my son. Mm-hmm. What drew you to writing this book? Like, what was your main reason for yeah. it? I think I've always been interested in writing a book. The timing was interesting for me too, because I didn't think I was ready to do it when I did it. And I am a big advocate for doing things that scare you a little bit. So when the opportunity presented itself to write a book, I immediately had all these doubts. I was like, do I have enough to say? Is now the right time? Have I lived a long enough life to really, you know, write a memoir style book? And I was like, you know what? This scares the crap out of me. Like, let's let's do it. Why not now? You know, I could come up with a million reasons to not do it. But I think, you know, my platform on, on Peloton, I have so many people that reach out to me that say amazing things, helping them through loss or the pandemic or big life moments. And some of my messaging of progress, not perfection, like you're doing great just the way you are, showing up for yourself, small incremental changes that you can make every single day, you know, even just taking my Peloton class and pedaling at, you know, a slow cadence is fine, like just show up. And I think a lot of people needed that message that like you're doing great, small steps can make big changes over time. And so I was like, why not? try to capture that feeling I give in my Peloton class and put it down on paper and share a little bit more about myself, a lot more about myself actually right. <laughs> through these stories. So these are stories that I've never told before. And so now I'm really, you know, I took the time, I took a year and a half to write down these stories. Ask, like, 
What was that writing process like for you? Yeah, it was like going to therapy, basically, which I have been in therapy mm-hmm. in and out my whole life. But basically, you know, once a week I'd sit down, I'd allot time to really just focus and write. It was usually on Fridays and I'm going through old journals and reaching out to my parents and my family and kind of rehashing these things in my life, going through old Facebook albums from like college. I know. (laughs) Terrifying. And it was like, I wrote down all these big life moments for myself. And then next to it, I wrote down a bunch of mantras and sayings and things that I say in class and things that I believe in, you know, work out because you love your body, not because you hate it. Why do I say that? And then I think about, okay, here's what happened in my life. This story kind of relates to this mantra. And that's sort of how I created the structure of the book, Mm -hmm. which was really hard to figure out at first because I'm like, I have all these stories not in order. I have all these things and beliefs and, you know, messages I want to say. How can I connect them? Because I have read a lot of self-help books and there's a lot of prescriptive books out there. But I knew that I really like I like fiction, actually. I love reading stories. And so I was like, how can I make this the most interesting sort of prescriptive book that's not prescriptive? Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to lean heavy on the storytelling. So you'll, you know, see in my book that it's a lot of stories and then some takeaways, some life lessons as well. I love that. Did you, I saw a video that you're recording the audiobook, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a big, whenever I, so I love reading fiction. I Mm -hmm. read like silly romance novels. That's my jam. Like it's the only way I will read, but I like listening to memoirs and more self-help types, like those Mm -hmm. types of books. They have to be audio for me. And I love when it's the author reading it. Yeah. Was that a super emotional experience for you? Yeah. I kind of like being in audio booths too, to be honest, because it's so quiet Mm -hmm. in there. Like all the padding in the rooms, it's like you could- It's so quiet. (laughs) And there's something about it that feels, I don't know, like I'm in another world or something. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so, it was kind of cool just to hear my voice reading my book, reading my words. The other thing is that like, then sometimes I'm reading and I'm like, wow, that's a really long sentence. Why didn't I cut that in? You know, so then I'm also being critical because I'm like, that's a run-on sentence. I'm like, what were you thinking? You know, no, but it was a cool experience. And I agree with you. I love listening to memoirs. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm gardening or doing yard work or like driving or anything, I love listening to audiobooks. Me too. It's definitely like, it's my way to consume that type of content. Yeah. You know what I have not been getting a lot of lately? Vegetables in my diet. And that is a pretty big, massive understatement, especially considering like the beginning stages of my pregnancy. So you better believe I'm heavily relying on my daily AG1. AG1 is made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, but it is way more than just greens. I originally gave AG1 a try because I felt I just wasn't getting enough nutrients in with my diet. And I had heard about it from a multitude of friends and people I trusted and wanted to see what all the buzz was about. Well, safe to say I became hooked because that was multiple years ago and I have taken it every day since. Especially now that I'm pregnant, vegetables just like have not been my priority for the past few months. Especially in the beginning, I'd say the main food group was just anything beige 
and in a box. That is why I'm grateful for my morning AG1. I had to get first thing in the morning before I get my day started and it makes me feel like I'm ready to take on the day. I feel energized and ready to go spend the morning wrangling my toddler. If there is anything you need energy for, trust me, it is spending a morning with a toddler. Plus, it helps me in knowing I'm getting in my greens and nutrients first thing. Obviously, if you are pregnant or nursing, I always recommend checking with your own doctor to confirm whether AG1 is right for you at this time. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com FFF. That's drinkag1.com FFF to check it out. Have you ever wondered why laundry detergent comes in massive plastic jugs? Because who wants that? 91% of those inconvenient, awkward, heavy jugs end up in landfills and oceans, harming our planet and marine life. There has to be a better way. And clearly we can't just stop doing laundry, even though I kind of wish we could. So do what I did and switch to EarthBreeze. EarthBreeze laundry detergent eco sheets look just like dryer sheets, but they're meant for your washing machine. It is a revolutionary liquidless laundry detergent that will dissolve 100% in any wash cycle. What this means is not only do no longer have to deal with a massive plastic jug, but you also don't have to worry about the measuring or the mess. You just simply throw the sheet in just like you would with a dryer sheet. The best part is that they are delivered right to your door via carbon neutral shipping and you can set the frequency to work for your lifestyle. No more realizing you're out of detergent right as you're about to throw in a very necessary load of laundry. Plus, they have a risk-free 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you a full refund fund, no questions asked, and no return necessary. So like, really, there's no reason not to try. Most importantly, you still get a powerful clean. EarthBreeze is tough on stains, fights odors, and your clothes come out clean every time. Switch from the old-fashioned goo to something new. Right now, my listeners can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash Cameron to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash Cameron for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash Cameron. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411. And sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. You mentioned you talk a lot about stories of your life and through many different phases. What is one story that you're really excited for people to hear? I think one story that people will be excited to hear is sort of my non-linear journey to how I got to Peloton. Yeah, I think I that's, to talk about that. yeah, I think people are often curious about that. And there are a lot of, uh, there are a few instructors that we all were dancers together pre-Peloton. So we knew each other, you know, Cody Rigsby and I used to back up dance for an artist together. Allie Love and I used to dance together for in gigs. So we all kind of knew each other. We all lived this life before Peloton. Like I was a bartender in nightclubs and I was going to bed at like 6 a.m., And then when I started teaching fitness, I was like waking up at 5 a.m. to teach a class at 6 a.m. So it was this crazy, different world. world. But yeah, I have a story about how I was 
looking on Craigslist for jobs, right? I'd be looking on Craigslist for auditions, for gigs. I was a professional dancer, did some modeling and stuff too early on. And then I eventually signed with a modeling agency. But like, this was back when, when you could find jobs. I mean, I don't know I don't anymore. Know I don't know what's on Craigslist anymore. <laughs> but there were like legitimate jobs there. And, and also, I trusted Craigslist ad now for like, no, come audition to dance. I would not. <laughs> and I, yeah, this was like, this is a warning. I'm not telling, this is, don't go on Craigslist yeah. looking for jobs now per se. But at the time, yep. it was like relatively normal to do that. But I responded to one ad that was like, looking for like, a woman comfortable at the gym who would be willing to show her stomach because it's a personal trainer shooting images for his website, his personal training website. It paid $50. And I was like, I took whatever job. I was like, this will pay for like food for a few days. And so, you know, I applied for the job and I got it. Luckily, it was a legitimate job. <laughs> Say Craigslist ad, a woman comfortable showing her stomach. Right. Listen, there are a lot of jobs that I showed up for and they were all legitimate. I, I think I, you know, developed a good skill of like scanning yeah. if things are real or if they're a scam or it's not. It's important. It's very important. But yeah, I showed up to the shoot and the trainer was real. The photographer was real. He was awesome. Ended up making a good friend and the photographer was trying to break into the fitness world a little bit more because he did a lot of headshots and, and lifestyle stuff. And this is when fitness modeling was kind of blowing up. Like all these brands started having fitness clothes. Like, you know, I'm trying to think, what is that brand? Oh, like Tory Burch or like these other, these like right. brands that are more fashion-y were like trying to break into what the- What year is this? So this is like 2011, okay. 2010. Yeah, around yeah. that time. And so, and a lot of brands were using like real life models instead of, you know, five foot 11 skinny, you know, they wanted people with- muscle and different heights and different looks. And so that's kind of when I broke into the fitness modeling scene, which is was really big in New York. And that photographer led me to working on my portfolio, which led me to signing with an agency, which got me a job as an actor model on a Peloton Kickstarter campaign. Interesting. And so that was my shoe in to Peloton. I met John Foley, the CEO, founder, I met the small team. This was in 2012. And this was when my parents had a bike. Wow. It was when I was still in school, they had one. Yeah. So I remember- They were like, very early oh, then. They were like early. Yeah. But there were only a few instructors at the point. Right. So then met them, but then I went on to teach fitness at another studio, got a bunch of certifications and experience. And I think- my whole career, the culmination of all my experiences of being like a childhood athlete and professional dancer and being a model, so being comfortable on camera, all of those things came together and it created the perfect resume for Peloton. And I didn't know Peloton existed when I was a kid. I couldn't have said, I want to be a Peloton instructor right. when I grow up. So it's just kind of cool. So after a few years, I, I reached back out to John Foley and I said, you know, are there any job opportunities here? And he said, yes, come audition. You know, eventually got hired and I was instructor number 11 or 12. Me and Dennis Morton came on at the same time together. And this was before we went public, before, you know, everything really exploded. So yeah, I mean, I just think, I like, like think about the steps that I took and I really am like, okay, I was on Craigslist. Like this is kind of where that story starts. No, but it is wild. And I actually say this too, when I, so I was working in the corporate world, I was in sales and trading a completely different life. And when I eventually left to do 
what isn't even what I'm doing now, but I was doing meal prepping for people in their homes. Oh, I was cool. health coaching. I was like doing grocery store walkthrough, kitchen audits, that type of thing. It was way food focused. Mm-hmm. My whole thing was I will say yes to everything once because mm-hmm. I really think you can't know whether you like something or not until you try. Yep. And I say once because I got asked a lot for like catering style things and I knew I didn't want to eventually run some catering business, yep. but I was like, I have to try. Yeah. And I think that by saying yes to these things, you never know what it's going to lead to. And I totally. think about that all the time. Like, totally. You never know the spider web of people. You never know who's in the room. And I also think that shows a lot of your character when you're meeting these people. Like, are you showing up as yourself? Are you being kind to everyone that's around you? You never know the person who's setting up the microphones for an interview. Yeah. What in they have with some yeah. other person. And I'm not saying that's why you should be nice to people. Right. But the networking in these types of more non-traditional, but also traditional industries can completely change your career path. Yeah. When you talk about progress, not perfection, I'm big on this Mm -hmm. because when people ask me, how do I start content? My whole thing is like, you have to show up as yourself and never try to be perfect. Because if you're focused on perfection, you will never show up. You're never going to have the perfect hair. You're never going to have the perfect makeup. If you do, it's going to be one day out of like 50. You're never going to be like perfectly ready to to start. It's like, you got to take a little leap of faith at some point because- Otherwise, you're, you'll be paralyzed by trying to reach Completely. perfection. Yeah. So how does that apply in your life now that you've gotten to this point where you've built this incredible career, you have this huge following? Like, how do you remind yourself of that, especially on the days where you just don't want to show up, but you kind yeah. of have to? Yeah. I think it, it's something I have to remind myself all the time. I mean, I constantly... I'm trying new things. I I love learning new things when I travel to a new country. Like I love immersing myself in learning new foods, new cultures, and new things in my career. Like I'm doing a book tour. And so, you know, for the last few weeks, we've been scheduling all these venues and figuring out, you know, like we're booking these venues with like a thousand seats in them. And I'm like, I don't know if I can fill this it's terrifying. room. It's I feel with terrifying. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? It, here we are again. It scares me like hell. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Like I just know, even in my, my brother has been a big, you know, influence and I, and I look up to him, you know, for my whole life. He's just such an adventurous and he's a risk taker. Like he surfs big waves. He climbs big mountains. Like he does extreme stuff and he's always kind of dragged me along. And I think I've just like learned from a young age, like those high risk, but high reward moments are so memorable. Like you don't remember the times that you turned, you said no to like going out to that concert, but you remember that concert that you said yes to, and you got yourself out of bed and you went to, and you had the most epic time. Like there are those moments that you, those are the ones you remember. You're not going to, and when you look back on your life, you don't want to look back on all the times, like you said no to a bunch of stuff right? and you didn't try. It's like, you want to look back and if anything you try, maybe you succeed, but if anything you try and it's a funny story, you're like, I tried and I totally failed and oh, well, like right. now you can laugh about it. <laughs> so this is one thing I struggle with. And I'm curious your opinion saying yes, I think is so important, but I also think it is important to say no. Mm-hmm. So how do you decide yep. whether it's a yes or a no? Yeah. I am like such a, 
advocate for trusting your gut. Mm -hmm. And that has taken a long process to like know if I can trust my gut or like, what is my gut saying? But even yes, when you're, when we were just talking about like, okay, if you go to a place for like networking or you say yes to something because it can expose you to something else, there was a whole period of my life as a professional dancer where somebody would be like, oh, do you want to backup dance for this artist or perform in this music video for free, but it's great exposure. And you're like, Mm, I don't know. And then you're like, sometimes you're like, oh, maybe this would be good exposure. You really do have to just like weigh the pros and cons. Is it good exposure? And is it a good experience? Like, are you going to learn something? You know, I've been doing a lot of public speaking lately and there was an opportunity that came up that paid, but didn't pay a lot. But I was like, you know what? I still really want to do it because it was in front of a ton of people and it was for a cause that I believed in and that I loved. And so I was like, maybe this isn't like my normal rate, but I know I'm going to gain something from this experience and I know I'm going to help people from doing this. So yes, I'm going to do it. But I think it's like every situation, you really just have to weigh the pros and the cons and know there might be a time where like, yeah, if somebody says it's good for exposure, like they're trying to... No, I hate that. That's yeah. It's not I well intentioned. say this all the time. Like in the beginning of my career, when it came to like influencing stuff, it was mm-hmm. like we'd love for you to create a story set, a video, a post, blah blah blah, in exchange for our jar of peanut butter. Yeah, like, no, is that pay or can I pay my bills in jars of peanut yeah, butter? Like, right? It's it is very easy to be taken advantage of in yes. certain industries. So I do think yes. you have to weigh those pros and cons. And you're like gonna you mess said. up. Like you're totally. going to mess up and you're not going to know what's a good job and what's a bad job until you like accept the bad job. And then you're like, well, I won't do that <laughs> again. Learned. So yeah, just even in that, it's like progress, not perfection. Like you're learning with every brand you work with or every yep. person you interact with. Speaking of this industry that I'm in, I do find it somewhat parallel in ways of me feeling very close to other creators and making sure that I'm not comparing myself to them and making sure that I'm not competing with them and that I have been so blessed to have created really incredible friendships to the Peloton instructor world where you guys are on the same team, Mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, and you're not competition, but I understand how it would be very easy to fall into the like, you're getting this many, I don't know what metrics exactly you care about as an instructor behind the scenes. But for us, it can be very easy to be like, oh, they got that brand deal or, oh my God, they're getting this many views or they gained that many followers. And I have really worked over the years on an abundance mindset and way more of a collaborative than competitive. And it has really helped me personally, but I also think business-wise what has your mentality been around that? And like, have you struggled with that? Where are you now? Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I probably went through a similar like journey of being a little competitive and then being like, this doesn't work. And doesn't then, help anyone. No. And I think some of that started when I was a professional dancer and I had a, a group of girlfriends. We all were the same typecast, right? So when mm-hmm. you go to a dance audition, they're like, okay, the brunette, girl who's five foot seven, you know, the black woman who's like, there was, it's like a 1995 tampon commercial. Like everybody has like a box, you know? And so you go in, you're like, I know that I'm auditioning for like the brunette. I, I, and I'm half Chinese, but I, Mm -hmm. nobody knows that I'm like secretly Asian. So I knew that when I'd go into audition, I was like auditioning for the, you know, the The white white brunette, the white brunette. Yeah. 
And I had a group of girlfriends. There was four of us that we were all the white brunettes. So we knew we'd go into these auditions and we'd be like battling against each other. Mm -hmm. And that was hard, but we were so kind to each other. And it, and I, and I totally would be like me and one other girl would be like the last two. And then my friend would end up getting it and I wouldn't. And of course I'm bummed. Like, of course I'm like, no, like I need, I want, wanted the experience. I wanted the money. Like this was work. So that was really hard. But then we all kind of just, I don't even think we necessarily explicitly talked about it, but it's like, we all just started being really honest with each other and being like, Hey, I'm going to this audition. Did you get a call for it too? Or like, Hey, I'm on, I'm on hold to book this thing. Or did you get, so we just started like over communicating with each other, which I think was really helpful because when it feels like somebody's keeping something from you and they're like trying to get to this audition and like, didn't want to tell you about it because they didn't want you to go like that can get really, you know, snaky and and like gross. And so that was a big learning experience for me. And listen, like there was one of my friends who booked way more than the rest of us. So it was like, you can't deny that like, you know, but I was like, this is, this is just how it is. Like, I can't, I'm not gonna feel good about myself by trying to like tear somebody else down. And these were my actual friends, you know? And so I think at Peloton, that mentality has helped. And also we are all so different. Like, you know, whoever does the hiring for Peloton for the last 10 years has done a great job because we are all have such different personalities, such different music tastes, such different life experience. And so also like when I see one of my colleagues thriving or booking some big job or brand deal, that is good for me too. Like that lifts them up and lifts the whole brand up and then therefore lifts me up too. Mm-hmm. I think the more speaking opportunities like I get is better for my colleagues too. Like I think just putting, you know, being a ambassador and spokesperson and face of Peloton and doing good in the world is good for all of us. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. Like I really think I, I totally just like love cheering on my teammates because they are awesome. I also think that seeing people's success in your industry can also be so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like I have a group chat with two of my closest friends in this industry. One of them sent this email that was like, I can't believe I just got this offer. It's like absurd. And yeah. we were like, way to fucking go. Yes. That is amazing. Yes. There was not one ounce of jealousy, literal, yes. not a bone of jealousy in my body. And I my thing that I always come back to is when my response is, I'm so happy, genuinely so happy for you and pumped for you, something always comes my way. The next day I got a call from my management of this incredible opportunity that I didn't even know was in the works and I'm so pumped about. And I'm not saying they're correlated, but I do believe that the universe has some Mm -hmm. weird freaky way. Yep. Recently, while getting ready for the day and filming some stories, I shared about a product that I've been loving, and I was so excited to see so many members of the FF fam in my DM saying that they were also fans. That product is Vegamore Grow Hair Serum. And if you were at the FF fam event with Leah Bartha or you were a VIP at the live show with Katie Couric, then you got your hands on this product in our swag bag. You will know how much I have been loving my long hair lately and Vegamore has helped so much with keeping that growth continuous and healthy. Vegamore is a holistic approach to hair wellness that incorporates clinically tested 
plant-based ingredients that work in tandem to promote healthy, beautiful hair naturally without the use of chemicals. All Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. And I'm not the only one who is loving Vegamore. They sell one bottle of grow serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. Plus, if you're interested in trying more than one of their products, Vegamore has value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. They also have products focused on the growth of your eyelashes and eyebrows because after all, who doesn't want fuller brows and longer lashes? Give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with Vegamore. For a limited time, Freckled Foodie and Friends listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash Cameron, code Cameron to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash Cameron, code Cameron. You know how every subscription hooks you with the like, try it free for 30 days hook, and it is just long enough for you to try it and then inevitably forget about it? Well, you're not alone because 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, and I know I sure as hell do. Not only are you potentially spamming your inbox, which is one of my biggest pet peeves, but you could also be wasting money and not even realizing it. Luckily, Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. To no surprise, it helped me find multiple subscriptions that I definitely did not need to be paying for anymore, but got lost in the shuffle of auto pay and just life. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. It quickly and easily finds your subscriptions for you and you simply just hit cancel for any that you don't want to pay anymore. Rocket Money also helps you manage all of your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses. This way, you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. If you're trying to save money right now, whether it be for a new home, a wedding, a future child, a fun trip, or whatever life has in store for you, you are not alone. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Cameron. That's rocketmoney.com slash Cameron. Rocketmoney.com slash Cameron. You mentioned you are half Chinese. Mm -hmm. From what I can see, there aren't many Asian American fitness instructors in this industry. Not a lot. How has that been for you navigating as one of the few very popular yeah. Asian fitness instructors? It's really cool. It's like, I, I want there to be more, but when mom comes up to me and says like, my daughter is half Chinese and she watches you on the Peloton and is so, and, and you know, she'll say she looks like me or she's, you know, she's Chinese too, or she's Asian too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have sort of taken this role as being you know, a spokesperson, face advocate for the Asian American community. And I take that seriously too. You know, when there was a few years ago, there was an uptick in Asian hate crimes and I spoke about it in my rides. I talked about it. And then I had the opportunity to go to Capitol Hill virtually to speak out against it and and to promote the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act that got passed. So yeah, but I was like, you know, I've never been, I never thought that I'd be like this role model in that way. But when people come to me and they say, no, like you are, we look up to you, or this is awesome that you represent what you represent and who you represent. And and I'm like, oh yeah, 
You're right. Like I take this yeah. seriously. Two of my best friends in life are half Asian. Yeah. One half Cambodian, one half Korean. And it's something that we've talked about more, especially recently with the uptick in Asian mm-hmm. hate crime, especially during the past few years. Yeah. But the representation, even in films sometimes recently mm-hmm. where there's a new movie that's coming out and she's like, this is fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I never saw this as a kid, like yep. not feeling seen. And I think that you do that for so many people. Yes. I, I really amazing. No, I remember as a kid in the 90s, like watching the news and Connie Chung was the, you know, the news anchor. Yeah. And she was the first like Asian woman of authority I've ever mm-hmm. seen on TV or like besides my mom, you know, like I was... I didn't grow up in a very diverse community either. So it was like my mom and then like the rest of the world. And so like seeing this powerful, strong Asian woman on TV, like demand the room and the conversations, I I loved her. And that's why <laughs> representation is so important. Yeah. So I have a few Peloton questions. Yes. <laughs> okay. First and foremost, does it ever freak you mm-hmm. out knowing that like a Lizzo or a Miley Cyrus or like Beyonce... Or I don't know. Like, I just feel like they talk about Peloton. Yeah. Could be taking your ride. And do you ever know? I, do they have, like, no, pseudo names? They have pseudo names. But do you ever think about I that? I totally think about it. But even also, like, politicians. Sometimes right. I, I think about say, like, that, too. Like where, yeah. No, but I, I'm like, okay, is, like, the president riding with me? Like, crazy. But then I'm also like, what would I want to say Yeah. If, if I had the ear of Lizzo or Beyonce or Miley Cyrus or, like, our president, our vice president. I no, but I'm like just saying like, any, like anybody, yeah. if I think that has like, or I think about the professional athletes that we have totally. that are taking. And I'm like, and I know a lot of professional athletes that take. So I'm like, yeah. okay, what do I want to say to them to keep that, to push them, even though they're like supreme athletes. <laughs> right. Then I also think like, okay, what do I want to say to like Susie in Montana who's never taken a fitness class and before? that's what I think Peloton does such an incredible job at because I've taken classes in all different ranges of my life when I was hyper competitive right out of college, having played at a D1 level and like mm-hmm. super psychotic about yep. my workouts <laughs> to when I was six months pregnant to postpartum when I got approved to ride a bike and yep. like barely able to pedal. And every time I still felt like so supported and encouraged. Oh, good. And I think that's what you guys do an amazing job at, which is not easy. It's not easy. And so, yeah, I mean, I think about, so there's two lanes here. I think about what would I want to say to a person of influence, whether a politician or a musician or artist or something. And I just think about like, just really encouraging, you know, loving yourself being more accepting and tolerant of others. Like, I think that those are important messages that the world needs more of is like, love yourself first. Like the more you take care of yourself, the more able you are to take care of other people and also like love other people, you know, like they're, everybody's worthy of love. Like you, we are all more alike than you think. And just sort of like promoting that message. And then I think on the fitness side of things, just making sure I'm giving ranges of cadence and resistance that are, you know, like, okay, yes, if you're really feeling good today, like add another 10 to your resistance. But if you're not, that's totally cool. And I think the people that need, that want to hear, oh, add more, like they will. And the people who need to hear like, oh, it's okay if I don't, will hear that too. I'm usually the latter. (laughs) I'm like, it is okay if I don't because I'm a recovering like type A perfectionist. Speaking of cadence. Yes. As an instructor, Mm -hmm. are you really doing the metrics? Like, I just need to know. Are you doing the metrics? Because like, if so, how are you alive? Yeah. (laughs) 
Like what, how are you teaching and doing that? I don't understand. So I do give ranges. And depending on how I'm feeling that day, I might be at the lower end of my range or at the higher end of my range. But I will tell you, I am always in my range that I give. That is mind blowing. But sometimes I'm at the low end. Sometimes I'm like 40 40 to 60 and I'm at 40. But like the fact that you're doing the workout, yeah. but then you're thinking about every song that's coming that you've like planned. Yeah. You know what to instruct, you know what to say, but then you guys are also doing these leaderboard shout outs oh, and yeah. then you're giving a motivational speech. You're literally doing 10 jobs at once plus working out. Yeah. It's mind blowing. It's a lot. <laughs> do you ever like work out on your own anymore? Oh yeah. No? yeah. 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 When do you have time? I, I, I have to because when you make your hobby, your job, Right. You, you, you know, yeah. you got to really carve out your you time, me time, because yeah. sometimes I won't get super. So there's, you know, like aerobic and anaerobic mm-hmm. fitness and like, yes. So in class, it's mostly aerobic for me because I need to speak the whole time. So even in some time and, you know, there are some times where I push myself really hard and then I'm like, sorry, I need a moment like right. in class and I just don't talk for a good like minute because I just am recovering. But I try, you know. For the majority of the class, I am speaking, right? So then when I go do my own workout, I will do intervals where I like am really pushing myself harder because I don't have to speak and I can push myself harder when I'm not talking, right? Of course. And then also just making sure I'm just taking care of my body. So I'm doing strength training at least twice a week now and... I'm trying to like get in a yoga class at least once a week, but I'm... You can be on Joe's schedule. <laughs> yes. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. His schedule's so good. I'll send you I need that. On oh my God. But I'm, yeah, I need to get better at, on the, the yoga side, but just really paying attention to like what my body needs. And I, I do have to like make that time for myself outside of work. I'm beyond impressed. <laughs> I want to ask some listener questions because as I said, people were so freaking excited. <laughs> Everyone loves your taste in music. Oh, like great. that was the number one thing. Oh. That, that I makes got me so happy. Response on. <laughs> so someone asked, what is your process for programming a ride? Yep. So, okay, if it's a 90s rock, like if it's a music genre class, I pick out the songs first. And it's like, whatever I'm feeling that day, if I'm feeling like hard rock or soft rock or like a little aggressive or a little sad, like I just use that to make the playlist. And how far in advance are you doing this? I'm curious. Like two days. Okay. Yeah. Two a week, depending. Um but so I'll do pick out the songs first and then I'll program the fitness aspect, like the class okay. program of the class structure secondarily. But then if I'm teaching like a Hidden Hills class, which is fitness first, I think about more of like the structure and then I pull in songs to fit the structure. Like if I know I'm going to have like a six minute interval section, I'm going to try to find like a six minute song that has high energy for that whole time. So, so uh, logistically, I'm curious because my sister's husband is a DJ. So like it's opened my mind to this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have some software that you use that's like matching songs with tempo where you can almost go in like yep. that type of thing? Yep. So we have a proprietary software okay. that we've created just for our instructors. I it's actually had incredible. Be. I mean, like it's amazing that we've been able to do this because we it's it basically looks like Spotify. Like you mm-hmm. open your computer and you have this app and it looks like Spotify. And the only songs that we have are the ones that we have licensed rights to. Rights okay. to, right? So that's really important. And 
there, it's just, it's like how it looks in iTunes or Spotify, but then it does say the BPM next to it. Okay. So it's like so I figured helpful. there had to be something. Yes. I don't know how else you guys would do that. We have a whole music team. They're like, shout out to our music team. They're incredible. They make play, they make like buckets of playlists for us. So they'll be like recently released music, uh, like EDM hits that are like popular right now or like new hip hop or like 90s hip hop. Like we have different, okay. you know, buckets. I love a good 90s ride with Cody. Yes. What does your typical week look like? Unfortunately, every single week is so different. So it's really hard <laughs> to schedule anything. <laughs> I feel you. I've been so, literally for years, I'm like, Monday, I'm just going to do computer work. Yep. Tuesday, I'm just going to record. Every day I say, I'm going to do this. Never happens. I know. I know. I tried. And then, so my Peloton, our schedules at Peloton probably change every like six months or so. And so I try to just get in a rhythm for like six months and then it all gets thrown out the window. Right. But I am teaching three to four times a week. And each time I teach, I'm teaching one to three classes. So I'm teaching anywhere from like five to 10 classes, depending on the week. And then I'm strength training separately at least twice a week. I have a physical therapist, massage person that I see like once every other week. I do acupuncture once every other week. And, you know, then I'm just like scheduling and meetings throughout and taking phone calls in the car and trying to like cook as many meals as I can and like hang out with Dave and like my two cats and have a garden and trying to get that all set up because it's spring and I'm trying to get it ready for the summer. So I need to message you. We're going to have to do this post show because I now moved and I have a yard and like I literally know nothing. Okay. Nothing. And this is not going to be the year that like I build a garden. I know that. Okay. moved. I have a toddler. I'm pregnant. But it's a next year's thing. Really important question. Do you have deer? No, well, we do have deer in North Jersey, absolutely, but yeah. our backyard is fully fenced off. Oh, great. So we have a dog. So like the world is your oyster. I swear to God, but that is squirrels. Like, okay. I don't know if they're bad. They are. Are they infiltrated our as, attic, so I hate a, them? Oh, yeah, that's bad. But I don't know. Not but. as bad. Deer just ruin everything. So we had a lot of deer growing yeah. up in yes. my parents' yard and they ruined everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna be my like gardening <laughs> yeah. guru yeah, yeah. next year. Do you have any morning or night non-negotiables? Morning, I drink a big glass of water. I just like need that. I'm pretty bad at drinking water throughout the day. Me too. So (laughs) I start my day with drinking a big glass of water because then I'm like, at least I'm going to start my day with some hydration. Even if I forget to drink water for the next like four hours, I started with like one big glass of water. Mm -hmm. So I definitely do that. And I mean, that's like, that's like the biggest thing that I is like super consistent. I love sleep, so I need to make sure that I I'm not great at going to bed How many early hours because are you I mean I'm like I need eight hours. Like I feel, I'm the same. I need eight hours. I'm ten to six. Like yeah, non negotiable. Yeah, that's that's great. So I mean, yeah, there are times where I don't get that, and and I'm so aware of it. Yep. Like the whole next day, I'm like I didn't get my eight hours last night. <laughs> I pregnancy sleep is literally the worst sleep is it ever and I will die on this hill like it's worse than newborn sleep really oh yes you're just like waking up with like heartburn or something you or? just like never arrested a you Ugh. have to pee 24 7 b you're just uncomfortable c I have heartburn I'm nauseous I get headaches newborn sleep sucks yeah. but like when you nap during the day someone just commented this on TikTok and it's the most relatable thing I've ever heard Newborn sleep is like filling a bowl with a cup and continuously pouring in a little bit at a time, but you're filling it. Okay. Pregnancy sleep is like trying to fill a colander or whatever it's <laughs> called, because no matter what, no matter how much you sleep, you do not feel rested. I will sleep 11 hours at night and nap for two. That's a really good I visual. feel awful. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, 
Okay. I feel it now very much, but sleep is very important. Do you have any night non-negotiables? My skincare routine, I like put a lip mask on my lips. I put like moisturize. Thank you. I moisturize. I floss so religiously. You and my husband need to hang out. (laughs) Listen. like psycho about floss lately. Every night. I can't sleep unless I floss. That's amazing. And I have like a retainer. I'm really cute at night. So you are a dentist's <laughs> dream. For everyone this is this is why though, is like once I started paying for my own dental care, right? Then I was like, like okay, shit. we're not messing around. That thing anymore. is expensive. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have my first dentist appointment for my son. I'm already scared. I'm like, this kid has crooked teeth. He sucks his thumb. We're screwed. Yeah. This was amazing. I'm so happy I got to meet you. I'm happy to meet you too. For everyone who wants more of you. Yeah. Pimp yourself out. Okay. Where can they support you and yes. information? Get my book, Live, Learn, Love Well, Lessons from a Life of Progress, Not Perfection. It's sold on all places where books are sold. It'll all be in the show notes. Yeah. Audible, listen to the book. I'm on Instagram at Emma Lovewell. I'm on Twitter, TikTok. I have a sub stack. I have a newsletter that I send out. It's great. It's called The Love List. But if you just type in substack.emmalovewell, it's there. It's fun. I share recipes. I share life updates, life tips, playlists. Oh, it's loves good. Music. It's, it's a good, it's a good time there. And then obviously Peloton. Peloton. <laughs> you want to come work out with me, Peloton. <laughs> Cycling, strength. I have a, I have two core programs. Okay. You want to get a stronger core and also dance cardio, which is a fun one. Amazing. I will say guys, I have not been good on my Peloton game. I'm not even going to lie to you, but we do have a hashtag. It's FFAM. Oh, for like for Peloton, yes. Yeah. So you can join Great. the FF Fam yep. hashtag community. I guess it's called uh-huh. within Peloton. So you can high five each other when yes. you're riding together. On the rare occasion I do a ride, I love when there's someone else in there. And like yeah. sometimes I'll choose an old workout based on if anyone in the hashtag right. community. Well, it shows you it. like your friends yeah. recently took this workout. Yeah, and you're like oh. so it's fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was great. Thank you, Karen, for having me. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.